Hi, this is Lauren Grisanti, and you're listening to the Seven Directions podcast. I am your host, and my guest today is Courtney Mayorino. So Courtney is a, a woman that I met a few weeks ago. Um, such a lovely conversation, but the subject matter was quite serious because she talked at length around living with chronic illness and in her case, um, what her life kind of evolved into after being diagnosed with moderate to severe Crohn's disease in 2012. So she was a healthy young adult, no chronic issues until college. And that's when she started having some of these, um, digestive issues, which led her to being, um, you know, diagnosed And from that point, we go into where she talks about dealing with emotions that come with that sort of news. Um, Some of the things that she worked that were both uh, Western and dietary, um, taking a steroid or um, trying a vegan diet. And she also... Uh, loves energy work and specifically Reiki was really helpful for her and that's something that she was introduced to in college as well. In doing her own research and kind of trial and erroring, she tried a lot of different things and eventually landed on what worked for her, which was a plant-based diet. And Um, kind of what the benefits of that are and how eating that way and having that sort of lifestyle really helps ease inflammation and symptoms. Um, And for me personally, kind of studying a Eastern modality acupuncture, um, I always love hearing about like how people um, can be their own healer and kind of ultimately want to find and listen to their body, um, what's going to help them heal and regenerate on its own the best. And for some people that might be a vegan diet, it might be a paleo diet, it might be um, exercising more frequently, you know, whatever it is, I think her kind of journey of finding what worked for her in a really like positive way and a really great mindset and just kind of experimenting and exploring is really great, you know, and it's important not to be rigid about, um, like one particular option if it does work for someone or, or not. And I think that is a really great, um, tidbit that I got from having my conversation with Courtney she was really just open to trying different things and eventually she found what worked for her. And uh, if you are a fan of the show and you want to support the show in any way, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Seven Directions Podcast. And um, yeah, I would love to hear from you if you want to be a guest. So Thank you so much, Courtney, for your time, your generosity, and your openness to really being vulnerable with, you know, talking about this sort of thing, because I think it's 
it's really important to shed light on different experiences, especially for something that so many people deal with. Um, So yeah, this is episode 20 and uh, thanks again. And uh, Sound Directions is starting right now. So I was born in Portland, Maine, and I was raised about 20 minutes outside of Portland near a lake area. So I grew up there. Um, But now I live back in Portland and I'm working and all that fun stuff. So I'm born and raised here and I'm still here for now at least. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there. I've heard like they have really great... um, like a really great like restaurant scene. Yep, like, definitely. Like food scene. Yeah. Yep, they do. Cool. They do. You should definitely come here if you get the chance. Definitely make a trip. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess let's start from like the beginning. Like, how would you describe life before kind of discovering that you're body was starting to change a little bit like were there any you know signs or symptoms or I guess just because I'm sure everyone that's listening like there is they've been at least one person has been affected by Crohn's disease or knowing someone that has it but yeah so prior to all of this happening to me I was a healthy young adult. I played sports. I got good grades in high school and nothing. I had really no chronic issues Mm -hmm. health-wise that I was dealing with. Um, And then I went to college in northern Maine and I started having digestive issues, cramping, bloating, urgency, random things that I had never really experienced or had, Mm -hmm. you know, had happened to me in my life. And it happened for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm in college and I'm eating dorm food and I'm experimenting a little bit with alcohol and Mm -hmm. I'm stressed out. And so I just attributed it to stress and to a new environment and blew it off because I had no kind of, I had no foundation or kind of mirror to know that this was something to be worried about. And so it happened for a while. And then I came back closer to home to another college and I was still having issues, similar issues, but kind of more intense and we kind of still blew it off. Unfortunately, I, I went symptomatic, but not diagnosed from 2009 until 2012. Wow. Just because I was healthy. I didn't have anyone in my family that had anything like this. I had no friends, like close friends that had anything like this. So I had no experience with knowing what the signs and the symptoms were of something like this. Yeah. And so we blew it off for a long time and 
it was when I had consistent experiences with going, needing to be in the bathroom like half an hour, 40 minutes after really everything that I ate that we were like, okay, like this is not obviously normal and something is wrong. And so once we got to that point, we did testing, but obviously if people who are listening have had experience as an autoimmune patient, the first testing or blood work or labs that they do are not normally what is the issue. And so that's what happened to me. So once we found out that something was actually wrong, Mm -hmm. we decided to get testing done. But obviously they go through certain like check boxes on their, yeah. Yeah. So check boxes on their list to um, like go down the line and see, oh, it's not this and it's not this and it's not this. And then um, we got to the end of that kind of, list of what possibilities were and they wanted to do a colonoscopy and I was 21 at the time and I'm a I'm a female so um obviously that's not something that I wanted to kind of prep for experience Mm -hmm. all those things but I really had no choice because every other test that they did and every other idea that they had came back negative with no no results so um I had the colonoscopy, and on January 12th, 2012, I was officially diagnosed with moderate to severe Crohn's disease. Wow. Yeah. So what was the feeling when you finally, like, knew what it was, though? I'm sure there was, like, um, maybe, like, a mindset of, like, okay, now I know what it is or what it has been for this year, but there might've been like, okay, like, what does this mean though? Like, how do I deal with it? Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly, I don't think I've shared this really anyone openly before. Um, but between 2009 and 2012, I, for some reason got this inner nudge to WebMD my symptoms. And if anyone's ever done that, you know, that it's not a great idea. Yeah. But I, but I did. And so I was Googling what was going on with me and figuring out, trying to narrow down what the potential issue was. And I Googled, I don't know what symptom I, I've searched in with WebMD, but I input something and the page came up with Crohn's disease. And at that point, when I was in my room at my parents' house, looking at this computer with this page and this diagnosis, I had not been officially diagnosed yet. But my like something inside of me knew that that was it. So I kind of already had a really, really, really small knowing that that it was something like that. Mm -hmm. But when I got the official diagnosis, honestly, and this is strange for me to say now because my awareness is so different. But when I officially got diagnosed back then, it was all fear. Mm -hmm. I was so angry and so sad and so unaware of what was going to happen to me going forward that like there was probably a very small percentage of me that was happy to have an official diagnosis but also like really angry and really 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 frightened at the fact that this was something that one would never go away and two 
was pretty like moderately severe at that point that would need kind of intense intervention. When people are typically diagnosed with Crohn's disease, is it usually between the ages of 20 and 30? Is that typically when symptoms start to become more severe or is it something that develops at a younger age for some? I honestly think it just depends on the individual Yeah, because I got diagnosed officially at 21, but I was having symptoms three years prior. But I also have a lot of really good friends in the IBD community who were got were given their diagnosis at a very young age. So 10, 11, 12, wow. some even younger than that. So I think it just depends on our bodies and how we react to things and triggers and all of those things that we have no control over. Um, yeah. I think most of the data that's out there is like, I would say like late teens, early twenties in terms of official diagnosis, but people obviously sit with symptoms like I did and they wait a long time to be officially given an answer. So, so once you found out, mm-hmm. how did you start living your life differently or kind of did you try to do a lot of research or did you try to work with a nutritionist to naturally um you know alleviate symptoms or did you go down like the the western medical route and just go on medication I'm curious to kind of see like what you tried and what worked for you So when I first got diagnosed, I had no knowledge of nutrition and the benefits, no knowledge of complementary medicine and its benefits, nothing that I have now. Yeah. So when I first got diagnosed, I took medications because that was the option that was given to me. Um, In 2012, I started on both a steroid and an immunosuppressant drug at the same time. And I was told that that was going to help me. And with no knowledge of my own and no people around me who had different knowledge and education around how to manage chronic illnesses, that's what I did for the first year and a half to two years. That's what I did. Wow. And what made you get off of it or try to look at other options? So I was in college at the school that was closer to my house and I was attempting to get into the nursing program there Mm -hmm. and I wasn't making the grades I needed to get into the program. And so once I realized that that path wasn't going to work out I needed to figure out a different major in the same school to take my credits so that I could graduate on time Mm -hmm. and so the major that was that for me was health and wellness with a minor in holistic and integrative health and so that's what I chose to do not knowing that it would literally change my life 
Yeah. So talk to me about that. Was there a specific teacher that really resonated with you or a class or um, kind of like a dietary guideline that you discovered while studying? So in my actual college undergrad courses, I took a little bit of nutrition. I took like a lifestyle management course. But what really sparked my interest, which was very weird for me at the time because I wasn't into any of the energy medicine work, um, was Reiki. And so I had a, I was going for my minor in holistic and integrative health and Reiki was a class that I could choose to take. And I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know if I honestly believed in it, but I ended up in the class anyways. And while all of my professors and my undergrad in that major obviously affected my life in some way because I'm still using knowledge that I learned. Mm -hmm. My Reiki professor, her name was Nancy. Um, For some reason, I just got so drawn to the practice of Reiki and how it can benefit people in ways that we don't even fully understand yet and in ways that aren't seen. And I, I had a hard time grasping it at first, but that practice has has been so beneficial for me that's definitely both a course and a professor and a modality that I'm so glad that I got introduced to in college. Awesome. Yeah, I love Reiki too. I feel like it's one of those things that when people hear about it first, they are intrigued by and then once they experience it themselves firsthand whether it's on a one-on-one session or maybe even in a a group class they're like you know it's a way to kind of like connect to your your highest energy level yeah yeah it's so great I love it yeah me too me too Cool. So do you practice Reiki a lot now just as like a daily ritual or? So I took the course and signed up and continued to go because I wanted to use it for myself. It was honestly kind of a selfish reason that I decided to learn about the modality. I wanted to use it for like pain management and alleviate discomfort that I was having in terms of living with Crohn's disease and it worked for me and once I found out how well it worked for me I've been more open the last like year or so about sharing it with other autoimmune disease patients because it's not a practice that a lot of us in the chronic illness community know about or understand and I want to bring that to them because it's a tool that could be super beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And what were some of like the immediate effects that you saw? Definitely a decrease in pain relief for me. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, I had a lot of pain and discomfort, obviously in my abdominal area. And so utilizing Reiki in that area specifically I saw a definite decrease in 
what I was experiencing in terms of Crohn's symptoms. And so even though I didn't really understand what was happening or how it was happening or the modality that I was using was definitely misunderstood by people around me. I just kept using it because I felt the difference in terms of what I was feeling in my body before using it Mm -hmm. and the difference that it was making in my body after using it. And so definitely I think the pain decrease was the largest benefit for me. Amazing. How did you start exploring, okay, I want to like share this, this with other people and how do you connect with others that might be dealing with the same um, autoimmune disease as yourself? So I learned a lot of it in my undergrad, but after I graduated undergrad, I went, wanted to continue learning. And so I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition's Health Coach Training Program. Okay. And I continued to learn about bioindividuality and dietary theories and like this, so many more factors that come into our health and well being other than just food. And so the more that I used all of this knowledge and all of these practices on myself and found out that they could benefit somebody who lives with an autoimmune disease the stronger the nudge was to bring this to other people that also live like me. Um, I started in the beginning when I was beginning to learn and apply this to my own life. I really just started sharing my journey on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of people in our community who share their chronic illness stories on social media. And while I wanted to do that and, connect with other people who are like me I also wanted to bring a different perspective and different information to them because it wasn't really being done at the time and Mm -hmm. so I just continued to share what I was eating and what I was doing to manage stress and what I was kind of using for pain management and things like that and once I got comments and messages and responses of oh this is fantastic like thank you so much for sharing this is so interesting or asking me more of like where I found this information or how I figured this out the more I learned and realized that people are looking for this type of information who have illness because it's not unfortunately readily accessible for us when we Mm -hmm. get diagnosed Mm -hmm. Um, at least it wasn't for me back in 2012 I think that now practitioners and some kind of complementary physicians are better at giving people more of the whole picture. Yeah. Um, but I, I decided to continue sharing and working to help other people because I saw the interest was there, even though they really had no idea what a lot of it was all about. Yeah. And I think like, you know, growing up, myself it's like you went to you know if you didn't feel good you went to the doctor they subscribed you something and that's the context in which they were trained you know so I, I think it's also important to say like it's not like 
that might work for some people, but it also oftentimes does not. So I think more and more people are getting more aware to other options out there like nutrition and something that's a little bit more esoteric or Mm -hmm. even a lifestyle change um, to have like this mind body spirit connection where you're working on every aspect of yourself and not just your physical Mm -hmm. self so I think Yeah. yeah That makes me so happy. I'm definitely seeing that trend too. Yeah. Not just in like people who are healthy and want to learn new things, but also within the chronic illness community, Mm -hmm. definitely seeing that trend. And it just makes me so excited and so happy to see that because that means that the way that we treat illnesses and manage them and live with them is going to become more holistic and more well-rounded. And that's super exciting. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm excited to see like what other things start to develop and become more um, accepted and popular. Yeah. And you never know, maybe they'll in the future, there'll be a clinic that's all holistic practitioners. Mm-hmm. You, know? Uh, you know, that's the dream. That's I'm the sure dream. we're not that far away. Yeah, I know. The, the more that we all both chronic illness and not advocate for those kinds of services and those kinds of clinicians, then, I mean, people will listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, now that, um, I know your story, like, can you share any sort of like aha moments with your own health where you were like, maybe like trying different herbs or different recipes or different sort of like mixtures of things. I know that we already went over like Reiki was really helpful for you, but Mm -hmm. is there any food or supplement that you found that um, you want to share that was um, really beneficial for you as well? So I've had some experience obviously in using supplementation and diet to alleviate inflammation and symptoms. Mm -hmm. When I was in my health coach training program, I learned for the first time about a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. And when I was learning about it, I thought it was nuts. I was like, there's no way that I could do this. This is too extreme. Why would you want to not eat like meat and eggs and you know, animal products because they're really common and it's just what we do. Right. And the more that I thought about it and the more that I researched and looked into people who are doing it, the more I decided to just go for it. And then in early um, 2015, I decided to take the jump and become plant-based. And that was something that I never really thought that I would do or could do but it's definitely changed the game for me personally in terms of living well with Crohn's. The one thing that I've also learned in terms of eating with an autoimmune disease is that we are so different and we're all so unique. And so are the ways that our illnesses manifest and present themselves. And so within the chronic illness community, 
there's a lot of eating styles that are shown to patients as beneficial and we all need to figure out what works for us. And so going plant-based for me was kind of going against the grain in terms of what eating styles would potentially benefit Mm -hmm. a person with Crohn's, but doing their own research for myself and trial and erroring doing plant-based and being plant-based and seeing it work for me, that was super beneficial in terms of easing inflammation, easing symptoms, things like that. Yeah. Um, It definitely helped. Is there any, um, any like resources that you would recommend for anyone that wants to try a plant-based diet or start one, um, either online or blogs or even your own website where they can find like how to get started? Cause I think that's, for a lot of people that maybe can't um, hire a nutritionist or anything like that, they're like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I educate myself on doing this the right way so I'm not like depleting my body of essential nutrients or I don't feel like I'm not getting enough protein or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I started out, I had no people in my life who were plant-based and so I really just stuck to Google yeah I researched everything so a documentary that I love and that was a huge eye-opener for me was Forks Over Knives and so that's where I started Mm -hmm. and um, that's where I kind of received names of people who were benefiting from this lifestyle and showed me that it was possible and that people can do this and live well with it. Um, I also think that there are a ton of podcasts. So Rich Roll is someone who is plant-based and has a podcast and a lot of his guests are also plant-based and it's a very educational podcast and it's good for um, newbies. (laughs) I also think that really doing your own research and being in tune with your own body because just because I say that plant-based worked for me does not mean that somebody who also has Crohn's disease would benefit from that. You know what I mean? So really being intuitive and getting in touch with your own body and knowing what is going to work for you. I think that's the name of the game right now is that really learning not just with diet, but with stress management and supplements and energy work and mindset stuff, like we really need to create our own puzzles of health in terms of putting the pieces together in all of those aspects that are going to work for us personally, instead of seeing what the masses are doing and following suit just because of that. Yeah. I think that's really great advice that something that, you know, with anything and, might work for someone or might not work for someone else. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to experiment with yeah, what makes you feel the best and exactly use any sort of guideline as like a, a not a blueprint, but just right. as like a guide. And right. You can like add or take away from it as you discover yeah. what makes you feel good. Right. I think it's hard sometimes in 
our space of health and wellness, especially as a patient who lives mm-hmm. with illness, because I think a lot of us, and I know I was in the beginning, really vulnerable and really scared and really willing to do anything to make myself feel better. So if somebody sat in front of me and told me that X was going to make me feel better, then I did it. And so I'm at a place in, in my life and in my health now where I'm a lot more intuitive in terms of what I do consistently. So if something comes into my space and someone's like, oh, this, this could benefit you, I'll try it. I'm open-minded to it. But if it doesn't in my gut, in my heart, intuitively feel like it's going to be good for me long term, I won't stick to doing it just because somebody told me that it was beneficial. Right. Yeah. That's good to hear too. Even something that works for you now might not work for for you in like two or three years. So you can always like explore new new avenues. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be open to it. Totally. So what do you like doing for fun outside of like the, um, you know, what you're doing now or actually what, what, um, what has the community, you said the, there's like different communities that you're connected with, right? Like Mm -hmm. how, how do you connect with others that are dealing with the same, um, thing or do you go to conferences or so I I really feel like right now I'm connected to two different kind of communities I'm definitely head like all in with the chronic illness community just because of living with Crohn's disease I also feel like I'm all in with the wellness community because of my lifestyle and the work that I'm doing with with patients and things like that. Um, for the chronic illness community, I do a lot of connecting and that way through social media. I love sharing on Instagram is my favorite, really connecting in an honest and vulnerable and like deep way. I feel like I'm connected to both of these communities, but I also see somewhat of a gap in both of them. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. why I'm here to fill the gap because um, both of these have very well practices and things in place to help people within those communities. But in both the health and wellness community and the chronic illness community, I personally feel like there's a lack of intuition, emotion, intuitive guidance and direction in terms of what's going to help someone be healthy and live well with chronic illness. And so my journey's led me to learning about that in my own life. And I feel like because I'm connected to both of these communities and because they have somewhat of the same gaps, I'm here to help fill those gaps in both of those communities. And social media is one of my favorite ways to connect I do also go to conferences when possible, but sometimes that's a little bit harder to navigate. Yeah, yeah. And I saw recently that you were in New York as well. Were you speaking at a conference? Yeah, Yeah. I was just at Well Summit in Brooklyn in early October. Nice. How was that? 
Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. If anybody gets a chance to go to the one in New York or the one in Boston, definitely go. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking about going. I had a wedding that weekend, but yeah, if it if it happens in the summertime or next year, I'll definitely try to check it out. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. I'm curious to like hear kind of what your what your where you're at. Yeah, so in my um like personal life and my own health, I'm really at the point where I'm navigating a really deep layer of healing. So I'm learning more about energy work, Reiki, continuing to dive into that, but also really noticing how my own limiting beliefs and my own old habits and my own old stories are holding me back potentially from healing more, having more health and more energy and more vitality, and also moving t- holding me back from moving towards what I really want to do in my life on the large scale. So I'm going through that in my own personal life, but also understanding the connection that my own learning, constant learning that I'm doing right now is and can be applied to life with chronic illness because it, it does, it does play a part in a way that people aren't talking about. Um, in my career, I have a nine to five job right now and I'm coaching clients and patients on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, the dream is definitely to do this full time at some point very soon. Um, and pursue different avenues too. I love working with patients and helping them transform their lives. I love speaking and sharing my story and in unique perspective. I also would love to write a book someday. So I do have a lot of different things up my sleeve and potential ways of, um, connecting with people. Yeah. You should totally write a book. I I would read it. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely something I've thought about for sure. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, blogs or you know like you were saying social media is like a quick way to just connect with your your people yeah yeah so thank goodness for social media for real yeah I know (laughs) I've met so many great people through it it's amazing how it just connects definitely grateful for it because um Honestly, not only social media helpful for people in the chronic illness community in general, because when people are really sick, that's how they connect with people who know what they're going through. And that's what I did when I was sick early on. But also social media and people sharing their story and unique way of healing with illness on social media is helping people who aren't exposed to this information get exposed to it, which is really special because without this platform and this avenue like maybe none of us would know this so really grateful for it really grateful for it yeah I'm I'm super excited that you're doing all of this and sharing like your story like you said because there's people that are diagnosed with this on a daily basis and it can be probably intimidating to be like, okay, there's all of this stuff online that I can be Googling. There's all of these other resources. But sometimes when it's like 
just following and connecting to one person that's already gone through it, it's really helpful just to like, not only know that there's someone else out there, but that, you know, this is what's worked for you and you're sharing that with everyone. Yeah. I honestly, if I had had either the resources that I found over the last six years or someone who was farther along than I was in this journey with chronic illness, in the healing process, in utilizing alternative medicine, complementary medicine, nutrition, all these things to heal, I would have learned a lot faster. And so unfortunately, there are a lot of people getting diagnosed new, like pretty quickly and pretty consistently. But if you have to get diagnosed, I'd rather do it now because there is literally so much information out there on the internet, in forums, in Facebook groups, all these things about how to navigate life with chronic illness using complementary and alternative approaches. And that wasn't the case when I got diagnosed. And so it is tough and it's hard and it's scary, but the information's out there. We just need to navigate it a little bit better to make it more accessible for newly diagnosed patients. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I don't know if we already said this, but could you like define exactly what Crohn's disease is and like just one sentence? We probably should have said that at the beginning. But <laughs> so, so Crohn's disease is a gastrointestinal disease that is under the umbrella of inflammatory bowel disease along with ulcerative colitis. And it's an autoimmune disease that affects your digestive tract anywhere from your mouth all the way to the very end. And with Crohn's disease, it's kind of characterized by frequency of bowel movements, by abdominal pain, by increased inflammation levels in your blood work, very swollen and inflamed intestines, inability to Um, potentially keep food down, all of these things. Um, But it's also interesting because these illnesses, they do manifest in different ways for people. So depending on who you are, kind of where your like unfortunate sweet spot is, like I feel like the symptoms can manifest in many different places that seem like they're not connected when they really are. So a lot of us have similar symptoms in the beginning But just because there's a laundry list of symptoms on WebMD of what a Crohn's patient looks like doesn't necessarily mean that someone who is having symptoms of Crohn's and will get diagnosed in the future has all of those symptoms. Right. So you're saying like some people could have like certain symptoms, they could have all of the symptoms Mm -hmm. or like variations of like say one to 10 in terms of the severity of a symptom. Yeah. Yep. Um, So that's, I think that's why it's hard to get an official diagnosis too, because there's, there's specific symptoms of Crohn's, but it's also like some of the symptoms that are also on that list can also be this illness or this illness or this illness. So that's why I think patients take a lot longer to get an exact answer is because the symptoms tend to overlap. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, 
Where do you um, like to draw inspiration for cooking and kind of like walk me through like how you cook differently now through a plant-based diet um, and how you kind of like incorporate that into your routine? So when I was first diagnosed, Mm -hmm. I tried to be super creative. I tried to make elaborate meals that were plant-based and it honestly just made me really not enjoy the process of cooking for myself. And so I've realized along this journey of being plant-based and navigating this lifestyle that I don't really enjoy elaborate meals. I like things that are simple, that are relatively quick, and that are easy to make because I don't want to spend an hour or more in the kitchen. Um, Thankfully, I have a twin sister. Her name is Christina, and she loves to cook. And so she's um, kind of my go-to for more elaborate meals and more creativity in the kitchen because that's what she loves to do. Yeah. For me, I love simple. I love quick. I love easy. And I honestly love a recipe or a cookbook. Yeah, um, I know. Just because it makes it easier. It just makes it easier for me. So Totally, yeah. I mean, I'm all yeah. about the five-ingredient yep. uh, meals, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just like using one pan or one pot yep. to make everything. Exactly. Because like exactly. that's the other part about cooking too. It's like I don't want to do like – 500 dishes, you know, right. if I'm going to think <laughs> Right, exactly. Because I don't want to wash all of them afterwards. Like, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. I think that's what puts people off, too, of, like, especially with, like, trying a new eating style and kind of transitioning into more of a holistic approach for managing illness is, like, I think that people assume, and I know I did when I was first diagnosed, that you have to do this like super elaborate thing and it has to be super new and creative and original all the time. And it's like, that's unsustainable and it's only going to cause you resentment of having to do that for yourself. And so whenever someone asks me, I don't get a lot of questions about cooking and nutrition just because for me, it's more of a habit at this point. It's more of a baseline that's on autopilot. Um, But when people ask me, I say simple. I say eat what you like that's good for you. So for me, I know that um, like lentils are hard for me. I know that unfortunately Brussels sprouts are a little hard for me, even though I love them. So I don't tend to eat those foods a ton because I know how they affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just, again, being intuitive with your own body and seeing what eating style works for you and then working within that parameter to make it easy on yourself to be consistent with it. Yeah. Are there a lot of like restaurants? To, I mean, in New York, I feel like there's so many options. If you want to be vegetarian or vegan, like you can do it by, yeah, you know, really easily, even going to Whole Foods, like their carry out bar has like a ton of options for yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, I think that's good. You know, mix it up, see what yeah. works for you. What do you like? Right. And try to, like, right. simplify it. Yeah. And Portland has some options for being plant-based. I mean, Maine as a whole is not a very 
forward thinking state in terms of dietary styles and eating styles and things like that. Um, Portland has a few places where I'm, I'm able to go out to eat and I'm grateful for that. But honestly, I feel my best when I make my own food or my sister makes it for me, which is more common. Um, but, but I feel my best and we feel our best when, um, we make food at home, we know what's in it. We know how we're cooking it and things like that. It, it seems kind of regimented that way. And we do go out to eat once in a while when, when we feel like it. But we really find that eating whole foods, making stuff from home as much as we can, benefits us the most. Um, I guess the last question that I have is, like, what's, what's next? Like, what, what do you have on the horizon? And then also, how do people find you on social media if they want to connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram if you just type in my name in the search bar, Courtney. My last name is M-A-I-O-R-I-N-O. You'll find me. I'll pop right up. Um, You can also find me on Facebook as well, and you can add me as a friend. I don't mind. As for what's on the horizon, I really want to continue to bring the concept of energy medicine of deeper intuitive healing and health to both the chronic illness and the health and wellness communities. Um, so I'm going to do that through continuing to share on social media, continuing to have conversations like this one with people who will have me Mm -hmm. continuing to speak and talk with people in those communities and bring up the conversation and really try to open people's minds to something new. Um, I also really want to continue to advocate for complementary medicine in the chronic illness community because it's being done, but not as much as the patients within that community need it to be done. So definitely continuing to share and advocate and speak up. Mm. Yeah, Lauren, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, I can't wait to share it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you to share it too. And if you're ever in the city again, let me know. I'd, I will. I'd love to meet up for coffee or something. Yeah, that would be great. And if you ever get to Maine, yeah, let me know. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. Definitely. I've, I've heard such good things about Portland. I definitely want to... Uh, to head there at some point yeah. maybe I'll wait until the spring though Lots spring or summer there. is usually best yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right all right Lauren have a great day you too bye